0: Um, we're going to be in Luke chapter 10 this morning. Um, let me just, a little heads up, baptism next week. I had a couple of people already asked me about uh, getting baptized. If you want to get baptized next week, just meet me after the service. I'll hang out up here up front and uh, we'll talk about it and get your name on the list for baptism. It's going to happen right, uh, in the service. So we had a tornado watch last night. Anybody see a tornado? One little girl back here says she did. <laughs> Anybody else? You know, uh, years ago, many years ago, I think uh, Sadie and Grace, our two, two oldest, were uh, born. We were uh, at my mom's house down in Houston, south of Houston. She lived in a mobile home, and I'm not kidding you, this thing was like a cardboard box. And uh, I got, after going down there a couple of times, We I got so convicted about, you know, just how she was living and how we were living that Nina and I ended up building her a house. But when we were there, <laughs> we were there on one occasion, and uh, they have a lot of tornadoes there. And uh, so I, in the middle of the night, after we knew that there was a tornado watch, um, you know, you could hear, you know how they say that, you know, like when a tornado comes, it sounds like a, a freight train? Well, she lived next to a railroad track, so... About 2 o'clock in the morning, I heard what I thought was a freight train. But it was a little more. I mean, you could tell, definitely tell the wind was blowing and howling and everything. And, and so my mom gets up and wakes everybody up, and she said, quick, get in the closet. And I'm thinking, in the closet of a mobile home that's just like, I mean, just the slightest wind would cause this thing to just move. I thought, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And so as she's got everybody just like the little mother hen kind of getting everybody toward the closet, I just, I just said, you know, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke this tornado. And my mom is like, you know, I'm kind of a new believer. And, and uh, she turned around and was like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? And uh, But guess what? You know what? The wind kind of quieted down and nobody got in the closet. And the next day as I was driving away, you could see about a half a mile from my mom's house her place this swath that had kind of come through this tornado had actually was coming coming close to her place and limbs were down and trees were down and you know it was just like you know it was amazing you know i'm thinking hey this stuff works this works (laughs) and so it was a faith builder for me um oh let's see connie gave me this note uh about these uh health screen health screening that was going to be here They've postponed that until further notice. So if you were planning on that, uh, just uh, you know, keep watching the bulletin and and please stay healthy. <laughs> um, and they'll, we'll let you know when they reschedule. All right, I want to I want to pray. We're uh, we're going to be talking about the Good Samaritan this morning, and story that we all know. Um, just praying that God would give us some fresh insight to it today as we look into it and. Uh, know that we can walk away with just a, a little deeper, clearer understanding of what Jesus was uh, talking about in this story. <clears throat> so let's pray. Father, we, um, we just say that we love you this morning, Lord. We love your word. We welcome you here. We welcome your Holy Spirit here. Lord, we pray that uh, that you would give us clarity of heart and mind this morning as we look into your word. I pray that like the diamond, Father, that you can look at one side and see the beauty of it, but as you roll it around, Father, that there's beauty on the other side as well. I pray that we would see the beauty in Your Word as we look at different angles of this Scripture and what was going on, the time, the the season, the challenges that Jesus was facing during that time. Lord, we face the same challenges today, and I pray that You would just take Your Word. At, um, Anoint it with your Holy Spirit. Anoint it with fire, Father. Lord, I pray that you would just give us a passion for your word, that when we walk out of this place, Lord, that we would be ignited with the passion of your word that would be uh, just uninhibited, Lord, that we would be bold in our proclamation to who Jesus is and what he's done. Who Jesus is and what He's done in our lives, Lord God, because everyone in this place has been affected. Every believer in this place has been affected because of the power of Jesus Christ in our lives, and for that we give you praise and honor and glory. And God's people said, "Amen, Amen." Now I, I just got to tell you guys, you know that um, I love God's Word, and. Um, you know, I, I, there, for those of you that uh, know me and know my story, um, I was running a very, very successful real estate business in Santa Fe. Um, you know, it, it was the kind of business that people dream about. It's what I dreamed about, you know, just as I was thinking about my business, what I wanted my business to look like. And when I when it got to that place, when I got to that place where... You know, it was just like, I mean, it was just grand slams. You know, it's like when you get up to the plate, when you see these guys get up to the plate and there are three runners on base and the batter hits it over the fence. You know, that's what my business was like. I mean, I'd get up to the plate and million dollar deals. I mean, at 10, you do the math yourself, you know, at 10% commission on million dollar deals or multi million dollar deals, and it's just like, yes! Yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, I felt like God saying, Ron, and the Holy Spirit saying, Ron, I want you to close your business. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? What, God, what did you just say? I'm sure that that wasn't God. That that couldn't have been the voice of God, because this is what I'd been fighting for. This is what I'd been, you know, trying to achieve, and... um, you know, I mean, God, and God's so patient, and, and you guys know this. God is so patient and so kind. And uh, a little while later, after another couple of grand slams, you know, I'd hear the Holy Spirit say, Ron, I want you to close your business. And so, I, I actually, I, my business was uh, downtown on, um, on Early Street um, near St. Francis and Sirius Road, and, and a nice office there. A couple of guys working for me, and the impression got so strong that I told these guys, I said... You know, I, I feel like God's telling me to close my business, and uh, you know, I, they were all believers. I had all Christians in my office, and you know, gave them time to find another office to, you know, hang their license, and and so I moved my office from my my office downtown. I moved it to my guest house. We had a nice place out near El Dorado. I had a guest house there, and uh, had an over in my guest house no overhead. Uh, wasn't doing the office managing, you know, wasn't uh, dealing with, you know, the little battles that go on in the office. just me, just me and God, my business. And, and uh, boom, I'm still doing it. It's still happening. And uh, after about a year or two of doing that, uh, I felt like the Holy Spirit just said again, Ron, I didn't say move your business. I said close your business. And so I did. And not knowing not knowing what the future might be, what the future might hold, and uh, it, just, it was just a total change for me. Went from being a real estate broker, still have my broker's license today, and started doing more developing, and it was like, you know, God was putting me in a place where, you know, I could do more ministry. And I, at that time, I was doing a jail ministry, and... You know, many of you know that, I mean, I don't have a seminary background or degree, and I know that many of you are saying, yeah, absolutely, we know that. We can tell every Sunday (laughs) that you don't. Uh, But, you know, really, I I learned it It was kind of like on-the-job training. For 12 years, I went out and and I preached at the uh, county jail and uh, talked to guys that were just like me. I mean, some of them faced the same struggles that I had dealt with earlier in my life before I knew Christ, and... um, you know, it, it was just real. It was just a natural. It was just real easy for me to talk to them about Jesus because of what Jesus had done in my life. I was able to, to share with them and convince them. You know, I mean, these are down and outers, and and uh, you know, they're they're kind of like the throwaways, the castaways of society. You know, put them in jail, lock them up, and forget them. They're you know not in anybody's hair. But you know what? God loves those people, and God cares about those people. And God used me to go in and speak to some of their lives. And it's amazing that today I can be walking down the street, I can be walking, you know, in the mall, and somebody will come up to me, one of these guys will come up to me, and and just just uninhibited, just, a, hey, Pastor Ron, you know, remember when I was in the county jail? You know, you were there with me in the county jail, and I'm, like, looking around, making sure that, you know, that people knew that I wasn't with them in the county jail, <laughs> that uh, I was visiting and I was preaching to them in the county jail. But uh, it, it's amazing the... Um, you know, just the lasting effect of the Word of God. And I just want to encourage you to, you know, do the same thing, that, you know, you've got a story like no one else, and if you tell your story, it'll make a difference in someone's life because someone is going through right now what you've already been through, and you've got the ability to share with them the hope of Jesus Christ. That is our hope. So this morning we're, we're looking at this story, and uh, let's just begin. Uh, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up, and tested him, now notice this is an important statement right here, a lawyer, and when we think of lawyers, you know, I, I, I kind of give uh, Jim Noble, I believe it's Mexico Missions weekend, isn't it? Are they down there? Okay. Anyway, I, this is not the kind of lawyer that Jim is. Uh, you know, th- th- these, This is a lawyers talking about the lawyer of the word, kind of those that studied the law. And uh, it says that he stood up to test him saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he, Jesus said to him, what is written in the law and what is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly, do this and you will live. All right, it was just kind of like, you know this this was the question of the day. I mean, these were the two big questions when when Jewish leaders got together, when rabbis and when Pharisees and scribes and and teachers of the law got together, this was it. This was the debate. This was the great discussion among these guys, you know, what do we do to inherit eternal life? What are the great commandments? I mean, questions like this. And they just kind of, you know, uh, bantered these around. Um, And so he goes on to say, he said, Jesus said to him, you've answered rightly, do this and you will live. But he, the lawyer wanting to justify to himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And, uh, you know, what he meant by that is... uh, you know, just trying to, you know, looking for a little wiggle room. I don't know if you guys ever remember uh, W.C. Fields. Uh, this true story about him when he was near the end of his life, he was in the hospital, and uh, you know, he was not a believer. I mean, he was known for you know just radical, sinful living, drinking, smoking, and all of those things. And uh, a friend of his walked in and found him reading the Bible, and uh, he said, uh, "W.C., have you got religion?" And he said, no, no. He said, I'm just looking for loopholes. And um, that's what, you know, this lawyer is doing. He's looking for loopholes. Who is my neighbor? Is it the guy across the street? Is the guy two houses away from me, guy at the end of the block, uh, the guy on the other side of the block? Who's my neighbor? You know, so I want to, that's how legalistic they had become in their view of the law. It's just like we want everything in black and white, We want to know exactly what it is because we want to be faithful and obedient to the law. And um, it says, and Jesus answered him and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. I've been there. I've actually been on that road. And um, uh, there's about a 300-foot drop elevation-wise from from, uh, Jerusalem to Jericho and there's a road that there's a there's a ravine that goes from Jerusalem to Jericho there's a road on one side of the ravine and there's a road on the other side of the ravine so that if you're traveling you know if you're going down you'd be on one side if you're coming back up you'd be on on the on the other side of it and it was a no, it was a place it was like you know the highway of robbers it was a known place during that time in fact Jesus could have been talking about you know, what would have been the morning headlines, you know, that a guy had been found beaten up and robbed on the road down to Jericho. It was a very common thing for thieves and robbers in a place where they would hang out. But Jesus said, A man, a certain man went from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And now by chance a certain priest came down the road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, these were people in the priestly order. Uh, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. Now it was you, know, as keep in mind, as I said, there was a great ravine between the two roads, and so you really had to go out of your way to pass by. You had to go down the, the ravine and come up the other side and just kind of like... You know it's just like i don't want to get involved right you know I don't, I don't know it could be an ambush it could be somebody